0: hello everybody and welcome to the weirdly cosmic podcast and holy heck have i got a podcast for you we have a blood red total lunar full moon eclipse on november the 8th on election day in the usa but oh my goodness it is quite the eclipse But before we look at the chart, I do want to say I'm starting to do an all signs forecast for these new and full moon podcasts. But this time, this one is going to be this eclipse has so much to talk about that I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do an all signs forecast video. So you can look at them separately and you can look at where it's going to affect you in your life on the all signs video. So make sure you're subscribed to my channel, check the little bell. So you get notified when I upload the net, the all signs video in a couple of days and, um, and um, just, soak in the energy of this one particularly because it's just immense and i've got a lot to talk about so let's pull a card for this eclipse which is a taurus full moon eclipse conjunct uranus well i'm very pleased to say that even though this this blood red moon has some very shocking qualities it, I pulled a great card and this is uh, the Knight of Discs. Now Taurus is an earth sign and the discs or pentacles uh, suit of the tarot are related to earth energy. They're the earth element and this card is the manifester, This is mastery of abundance and prosperity. Um, I'm going to read to you from Anjali's Arian's book on this because I love her interpretations. So the Knight of Dis demonstrates the capacity to manifest skills in the outer world in practical, observable ways. He is the harvester who, with his threshing tool in hand, is prepared to harvest that which he has cultivated. He is determined to achieve harvest in the areas of health and finances. So the Knight of Discs is kind of the doctor or the healer in the deck or the financier or investor in the deck. In the areas of health, he monitors his diet like the horse eating the grains. And in the area of finances, he creates and protects that which is financially necessary with his large coin shield. The Knight of Discs is the diagnostician with his antlered helmet who determines what is necessary in order to manifest abundance he is the manifester his work is not abstract this is harvest that is the result of one's creative and diagnostic abilities combined the creative aspects of manifesting harvest are represented by the lion's head which appears on the knight's coin shield Now, this actually makes complete sense when we look at the chart. So let's have a look at the chart and and talk about the numbers and so on and so forth afterwards. So first, I'm going to look at the chart. Then we're going to look at the numbers. Then I'm going to talk about the astrology a bit. Then I've got the symbols for you, as usual, the, the Chandra and Sabian symbols. And they are quite epic. So you do want to listen to the end. So first of all, I'm just going to... Um, get rid of that bit to the side. Here is the total lunar eclipse, November the 8th, 2022 at 6.02am Eastern Time in Washington DC. We'll have moved to Standard Time by then, so uh, you might notice that it's EST because the clocks change in the US. in the US. So if you are in elsewhere, you might want to check timeanddate.com if you want to know the exact time of the eclipse for you on that day. But we're kind of under it for quite some time. So we are going to wake up in the morning to this uh, blood red moon eclipse. It's going to still be dark at that time in the morning. So on election day starts under a blood red total lunar eclipse okay now this is um 11 8 19 and 6 19 and 6 is 25 this is a seven universal day if you add up 11 8 and 6 for the year and it's um a seven um Eclipse because 16 is a seven, and this eclipse is exactly at 16 degrees. So we'll be looking at those numbers. Now it's a lunar eclipse, so it's a full moon, which means the moon and the sun are opposing each other. And the moon is in Taurus, and the sun is in Scorpio. So we're still, you know, we had the solar eclipse at two Scorpio the moon has moved 14 degrees two weeks to the total lunar eclipse the sun sorry has moved so it's venus ruled taurus is venus ruled venus is still only just over four degrees away from scorpio still in our underworld journey behind the sun not only that We have the moon is conjunct Uranus, the lord of lightning bolts, surprises, shocks, um, aha moments, lightning bolt kind of ideas. The higher mind uh, able to kind of put together these uh, uh, real kind of patterns from the skies um, and the moon is conjunct Uranus. And not only that, I'll talk more about that in a minute, but the moon will occult Uranus. So um, we've got all that to look at. Mercury is also Kazemi, the sun. Mercury's Kazemi began when um, Mercury came within 17 minutes of the sun. Mercury's catching up to the sun because he's about to have his superior Kazemi. So he's the other side of the sun from our perspective in the underworld. So we've got Venus and Mercury both out there. okay, on the other side of the sun. And I'll talk all about that as well. Um, And so there's a lot to say about that. Mercury, the mind, Uranus, the higher mind. Oh, goodness. Um, Other things we'll be talking about are that this um, lunar eclipse is going to be square Saturn by two degrees, okay, or almost three degrees, but that's a square. Saturn has recently stationed direct. He's stationed direct on October the 22nd or 23rd, depending where you are. So he's well out of the station zone, but he's now starting to move forward and retracing his steps, and he's moving towards that north node, moving towards the future. And this is a north node eclipse pulling us towards the future. A couple of other things I'm going to talk about um, as we talk about the whole meaning of this eclipse is that um, Ceres is in Virgo at 16 degrees in almost exact aspects to the moon and the sun on this eclipse. And Ceres in Virgo, very related to this card, by the way. So, um, so it's a very earthy, watery eclipse. um, more to say on that in a minute. Another thing I will be talking about as we um, move into the astrology section is that Circe is at conjunct the south node. Circe is the sorceress. She was at six degrees um, on the new moon solar eclipse on October the 25th, the day I am recording this. She was at six degrees this morning. And on the morning of the eclipse in Washington, D.C., the ascendant is at six degrees. So we have some witchcraft going on here, some sorcery. So it's going to be very interesting. And again, no apologies to those in the rest of the world to have something like this with all these events happening on election day in the United States is quite astounding. One other thing I do want to look at, and I will talk about a little bit, is that we have um, Pallas Athena and Black Moon Lilith at 23 degrees. And with Venus starting to move forward, this really is forming a watery grand trine with Neptune in Pisces, who is again conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter's moved back into Pisces to Pallas Athena and Lilith and Venus. So the divine feminine is really kind of coming in, the intuition, but also confusion, big emotions, mm, a lot going on. All right, so I'm going to talk about this astrology and the eclipse um, on its own. But before I do, I actually do want to show you OK. I want to show you the events. So I'm using Eastern Time all the time. So the eclipse, 6.02 a.m., remember? So right after the eclipse, the moon conjuncts Uranus. And not only is that a conjunction, it's an occultation, which is an eclipse. <laughs> it's an eclipse where the moon blocks out uranus from our perspective and this one is in the americas so uh, north america it's uh, visible from north america if you had a telescope you would see that the moon goes in front of uranus not only that uranus is um at its perihelion which means it's closest to the sun on this eclipse so uranus is quite powerful in this um retrograde planets tend to be closer so Uranus is uh, quite powerful on this um, occultation, on this eclipse, which is so here the occultation is at 747. So remember, we had 602 a.m. the uh, blood red moon eclipse exact 747 a.m. Occultation while the eclipse is still happening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but not only that. <laughs> okay, that is also the ninth of 12 occultations of Uranus. They started in February of um, 2022. We had almost one a month. I think we skipped a month, and then we're getting two in January 2023. Um, 12 occultations of Uranus in a row, quite rare bringing some major radical changes and shifts in our collective and we get this on the eclipse on election day oh my goodness <laughs> then um then <laughs> we get mercury conjunct the sun so that was at 7:47 a.m remember Then the exact Kazemi is at eleven forty-two a.m. Mercury is exactly Kazemi, the sun at that point. Oh my goodness! Again, wow! And at that point, when the Mercury is Kazemi, the moon is moving up to oppose Venus. (laughs) Oh lordy, lordy, this is like crazy. Then Mercury is going to oppose Uranus. Remember, in a way, Mercury and Uranus have both been literally eclipsed um, um, just while under the lunar eclipse energy. In this you cannot make stuff up thing. So we're up to 11.42 a.m. By 9.40 p.m. when all the results of the election will be coming in. (laughs) Excuse me. Mercury (laughs) has moved past the sun and is going to oppose Uranus. I think the results are going to be quite shocking, to be quite honest. All right. (laughs) Then um, then we get to um, Circe conjunct the south node. On November the eighth as well, so we've got to November. We've got to nine forty PM, early in the morning. Circe, she's the alchemist, she's the witch, but she punished Odysseus's men. She turned them into pigs. Big, because of their greed and lust when they landed on her island they kind of used all her stuff she she lived alone on this island if you want to know more about Circe read Madeline Miller's great book just called Circe C-I-R-C-E and um, maybe I'll put a link to Circe in the uh, show notes because it's a great novel uh, novelized fictionalized version of the Circe story with um Odysseus and Mercury and all these people. But anyway, by early morning, as we leave the eclipse, Circe is exactly conjunct the south node in the sign of Scorpio, the sign really of uh, death and transformation, the prima materia. This is on the south node. This is what we're leaving behind. This is um, leaving behind those who are trying to grasp onto power and moving towards taurus a much more sustainable way of life all right so i'll talk more about the astrology in a minute but i said i wanted to look at the numbers so it's a 16 7 16 7 is a powerful number we're really kind of being asked to buckle up on this um and 16 is called a karmic one of the karmic numbers um 16 is strong willed it's it's about uh research study um it's um about keeping your feet on the path of higher learning it's about cultivating the purpose your own willpower And independence and initiative action so that you can overcome obstacles that come your way. Now, 16, of course, becomes a seven. One plus six is a seven. And seven has um, energies of obligation and responsibility. Um, um, But the obligation and responsibility is to listen to your inner voice. Which will always warn of the dangers um, that um, come, and they come. The warnings come through kind of dreams and intuition, stronger intuition. And when the seven is transmuted to its higher, highest vibration, it expresses itself as the love of humanity and the desire to uplift others in the cause of harmony. Now, to my mind, this is the square to Saturn. Saturn is in Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian. It's the sign of groups. And it's the sign of the future and hopes and wishes. And it's really the sign of the people. And Saturn rules Aquarius. Um, It's the traditional ruler of Aquarius. And Saturn is square this full moon. And Saturn is backbone. Saturn is the skeleton, the structure. He's like Put, pull yourself together, get strong willed, get determined. And Saturn, remember, is moving now forward, direct motion towards the north node, or rather, they're moving towards each other. It's been a while because Saturn was retrograde since June the 4th this year and only recently turned direct, but now he's moving towards that north node over time. It's going to be a while till he gets there but we are moving towards the future. And um, with the Saturn-Uranus square really still being active on this eclipse, it's saying we are going to move towards liberation. I th- I have great hope actually for this eclipse. I, I'm going to stick my neck out a little bit and say that the Democrats are actually going to run win big because people have realised that uh, they kind of like the rules, you know, um, there might be holes here and nothing is perfect, but um, it's been a pretty good place to to live overall. And um, people don't like what's going on over there. And we want to kind of uphold things like the Constitution. So for the US, I think it's kind of pretty good um, omen. Traditionally on midterm elections, which is what these are, um, the opposition party has always taken back control for over the last whatever years um i haven't looked at the history of it but it's always kind of assumed at the midterms that the opposition the party who's not holding the most seats in the senate in congress and um, um the senate will win and and regain some seats I kind of think we're going to get a big twist of events and there's several reasons why. But anyway, the number 16 says that we have to be determined. So it's like, get out the vote, go vote. Uh, we can be the change we want to see in the world. Uh, vote to uphold um, tradition, which is Saturn in Aquarius and um, and to keep the best of it and move towards the future the uh, radically different future which is uranus conjunct the moon on the north node in taurus which is a future of sustainability and um and um solidity and abundance but being grateful for what you have it's not really about taurus is not really about abundance in terms of oh i want more 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 it's what what, what do I really need to sustain my life? What am I grateful for that I already have? And this is what this North Node is pulling us towards. You know, our society, I'm, I speak mainly to the Western society. In my um, I don't know if anybody in uh, third world countries watches my videos, but if they do, then, you know, um, um, I'm sure they can get some message from this. Um It's about building a sustainable future, being grateful for what you have, uh, kind of um, enjoying the quality of life of abundance that you have and and not necessarily saying I want gazillion dollars and um, several uh, massive McMansions and so on. So you get the idea. now then the aspect so that brought in the uh, square to Saturn now the trine from Ceres in Virgo to that north node that's a beautiful earth trine Ceres is what nurtures us and Ceres is the goddess of the grain and to my mind she is a personal planet she's the great mother she helps us to be in alignment with the um, cycles of life and death and nature. And in Virgo, the sign of wholeness, this beautiful trine to uh, the moon conjunct Uranus and the North Node on this eclipse is saying we can heal by showing this gratitude, by being more in alignment, by perhaps promoting permaculture and sustainable food growth and farming and sustainable living. But Uranus also brings that wild card kind of um, um, idea thing of aha moments is saying, ah, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to radically change. I actually saw an article shared this morning on Facebook in one of my groups about um, a Dutch architect. I believe it was a Yes, it was a Netherlands architect who is creating floating buildings and floating um, communities um, that he's, he's building on buildings that can float on water so that we can survive, uh, p- or people can survive sea level rises over the next few years, an innovative solution. And so this is not just about the election. This is about innovative solutions for the future. This is what we're bringing in. And the Scorpio South Node with Mercury, Kazemi, the Sun, and the and Venus still... Um, um, combust the sun both of them in the underworld it's saying bring our hearts and minds in and change them change our hearts and minds and perspectives and not hanging on by the fingernails to what we've got moving towards that more sustainable future and then we have Circe on the south node Circe the sorceress who um you know she's a fascinating creature she um um was one unto herself she was lived alone she was the daughter of helios the sun god and she created, she was um kind of uh, sent to an island to live alone and she enjoyed living alone she created this uh, she had her um animals uh, that supported her that were her companions she had occasional lovers hermes or mercury was one of them and odysseus was another one um but she, but she lived alone and she had abundant farming, she cooked, she made her medicines, she was a um medicine woman who could, made potions and so on, so she was an alchemist, basically the sorceress she was um she created alchemy and created new things and shape-shifted and changed things. Um, but her history was, uh, you know, one of kind of kind of jealousy where she had turned uh, Scylla into a monster uh, who then attacked Odysseus and his men. You'll have to read um, um, The Odyssey if you want to know all about that or the book by Madeline Miller. Please read that book, too. It's so good. Anyway, um, but that was more the um to my mind, uh, she she felt bad about that. Okay, afterwards, and at that point, she only turned Odysseus's men into pigs to show them who how they were being lustful and greedy. She actually turned them back into men again later at Odysseus's request. This was not a permanent thing. My theory is that actually she was using psychedelics because uh, <clears throat> a lot of the old goddess religions used psychedelics to have. Ex- um Direct experience of the divine series is another one she used um at elusia. she went to Eleusia after um her daughter was taken into the underworld by Hades or pluto uh, she also used psych she became a priestess in elusia and used psychedelics for direct experience of the divine and we see a rise in psychedelics now but. I digress my point is um she is on the south node at 13 degrees the number of the goddess I kind of think this um the the goddess um religions if you want to call them for want of a better world word the communities where we do shamanic journeying to the divine where we use psychedelics to get in touch with the divine microdosing to help deal with um Trauma and uh, mental health issues is becoming a big thing. The use of psychedelic um, substances to heal is coming into the zeitgeist more and more. And on this south node, it's more to to my mind about that direct experience of all the mysteries that lies beneath, all the taboo all the kind of deep psyche as well, get you in touch with your deep psyche. So on November the 8th, when you're not watching the election coverage, (laughs) it would be a great idea to to really go into um, a meditation, a shamanic journey, if you microdose or if you like psychedelics, to do something along those lines, just to really get in touch with the mystery and the magic of what is in whatever way suits you. I'm not promoting the use of um psychedelics, but if it is if it's your thing, then do it. Um other things I mentioned are that Pallas Athena and Black Moon Lilith are both at 23 degrees. Pallas Athena is the cosmic owl, she's the strategist, and Black Moon Lilith is the wild woman, the original wife of Adams. These are raw. Female energies who were very powerful and strong and not submissive at all to um to the masculine okay and I'm speaking in terms of archetypes here, this is not just men and women though I think it's going to see the rise of the feminine, but I also see the feminine as kind of more um nurturing caring society as well so i see that rising from um this um blood red moon releasing some of these power dynamics of control manipulation all that kind of thing so i don't want to get into what anybody supports um this is i'm speaking about the energies here and then um this i mentioned them they're in cancer the sign of the family the home protection, um, and basis of security. It's it's really kind of looking at what we've got and saying, let's preserve this. And then those two are in a lovely trine to Neptune in Pisces, saying connect with that intuition again. And then they're trying to Venus in Scorpio, go deep, go deep into your core values, tune into that, and um, and really kind of um, uh, change your life to be based on these very secure but also very spiritual values and consciousness and tuning into the collective and feeling the interconnectedness of all and making sure that your life is not just based on me 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 because palace athena and um uh, Black Moon Lilith are also in an almost ex- exact square to the shit Eris in Aries. And um, Eris is saying we have to look after the outsiders. We have to look out to, for the marginalized. We have to look out for each other. It cannot just all be about me, me, what I want. This is what the astrology has been telling me for a long time. And this eclipse has it all kind of right in our faces. Okay, so okay, so is there anything else I wanted to say about the eclipse chart? And while I just soak it in and look at it, I want to remind you to subscribe to my channel and check the little bell so you get notified when I upload new ones like the all signs uh, forecast for this eclipse. But I do want to mention as well, before I go off the astrology, that Mars is retrograde in Gemini. Mars will have stationed retrograde on October the 30th, right in between the eclipses. He's going to be retrograde in in, um, in Gemini till January the 12th. Now, you can find a video on my YouTube channel or on my podcast, um, if you want to listen to the audio, where I uh, teamed up with Mandy Ray from Ecstatic Astrology to talk about uh, Mars retrograde in Gemini. And um, and and um, this is kind of rare. And at this point, I am actually going to share some more charts because we're going to look at the USA. Because, <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the USA a lot. But that's because it's being hit by everything. So um, I want to open recently used charts. So I'm going to look at the total eclipse on the USA's chart. So the total eclipse is over here. Um, well, the actual, the, the moon is in the fifth house the fifth house of joy fun creative self-expression could also be the house of the king really or the queen um i think this is a good thing for this um eclipse for the election but from my perspective anyway um, so I'm not going to talk about the eclipse itself. Um, the south node is uh, kind of releasing a lot of the authoritarianism that we've seen, in my opinion. Saturn is in the second house of self-esteem, self-worth. This is if we use the Sibley chart. A lot of astrologers do not agree with that. But what I do want to say most importantly is that that Pallas Athena Lilith conjunction is right on the USA's Mercury in the 8th house, if we look at, um, uh, which is our most deeply bonded relationships and our shared shared resources. And um, if we use this chart, and that means that Lilith is over here on Hecate in the 4th house, the house of the literal home. I kind of think it's not only is this eclipse a big shake up because it's conjunct uranus and because uranus gets occulted and because we have a mercury Kazemi bringing a big shift of perspective a big shift the news is going to be quite ah oh. <laughs> i think um it's going to be a big change because of this as well and um changing us to move more towards helping each other and the marginalized and a bit of a changing our direction um hecate um, eris is on the hecate it's been on there for a long time but it's activated on this eclipse by Pallas athena the strategist creative intelligence showing us the way forward and the rise of the divine feminine with black moon lilith there Now Mars is going to be um, retrograde, as I mentioned, and after the eclipse, Mars um, is going to retrograde back for the second pass over the USA's Mars. Mars, The USA is not only having a Pluto return, it's having a Mars return three times over, (laughs) over the end of this year and into early next year when Mars goes direct. And so Mars in Gemini, Mars in Gemini is very strong debates, but it's also very direct thinking, direct thought. When it's gone reversed, it's covering old ground, rethinking things, rethinking details, rethinking what we think about our relationships to each other and taking action on it. Okay, so it's it's pretty, it's not only is it the eclipse on Election Day, it's pretty big for um, the USA in in a lot of ways. All right. But I want to have a quick look as well at Joe Biden's chart because he is the uh, president. OK, so on. Um, on the eclipse, the eclipse is actually in his sixth house and it's a north node eclipse in Taurus that's the house of health so you know uh, we do have the south node and circe on his mars in scorpio in the 12th house and mercury really and the sun um all on his mars in the 12th house but the the 12th house you know with the scorpio in the 12th house with scorpio planets rising uh, um, Joe Biden has often surprised us with some of the things he's coming out with, like the uh, some of the bills, the infrastructure bill, the student loan forgiveness. You might not agree with them, but he kind of promised he'd do these things and everybody went near, 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 and he's announced them. I think there's going to be some big surprise announcement after this um, eclipse in, in the months following not necessarily to do with his health, but about sustainable service in the sixth house, how he feels about it. Ceres, um, the great mother, is right on the top of his chart as well. His public presence, uh, caring, nurturing, nurturing, making whole, saving the soul of the country, whatever his, sorry, knocked my microphone there, His his words all these things. Also, um, Pallas Athena and Black Moon Lilith are on his Jupiter. I think he's got some plans that he's going to surprise us with after the election. Um, I don't know what, you know, um, maybe he'll uh, come out, you know, maybe Democrats will win big and um, but whatever. I'm I'm not going to really guess at exactly what, but I do think Joe Biden himself is going to surprise us. And I really, I could be wrong, but I actually do not think it's his health unless I'm completely wrong and Mars um, takes some very cutting and um, Uranus uh, kind of like takes him out kind of thing. I don't like to predict things like that, so I'm not going to. Anyway, I just thought you'd be interested to see because this... Overall, this eclipse. Now, with Uranus involved, we have to say, expect the unexpected. Um, you know, this is out of the box. This is going to totally twist things, especially with an occultation. Just just less than two hours after the eclipse and then a Mercury Kazemi. The, the information is going to like blow our minds, I think, on on this day. And I think it's a global thing. It's not just about the election. It just happens to be on the USA election. So <laughs> um, use the Saturn and the seven to really get your backbone in and go, OK, you know, I can withstand Taurus. Is like the tree as well. We're being pulled towards that Taurus node really look at what I've got, be grateful for what I've got and know that no matter what the shocks and the outcomes, um, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be rock solid. I would suggest however, with this being a North node eclipse in Taurus on Uranus, there could be some stock market moves, financial moves up and down, could be very erratic around this eclipse. Um, um, it, there could also be in the housing market as well, but also um, earthquakes and earth moving energy. There could be that as well. All right. So, again, I'm going to remind you to subscribe and you're going to get a visit from my uh, Luna in a moment. No, maybe she's just going to sit and look at me. One. Oh, no, there she is. Anyway, let's read the Sabian symbol. A symbolical battle between swords and torches. Refusing to depend upon the past, the seeker turns warrior, fighting anew the eternal great war. When Gautama, having sought in vain for the answers to his questions among the teachers of tradition, sat among under the Bodhi tree, he had to fight his own battle in his own way, even though it is an eternal fight. The spiritual light within the greater soul must struggle against the ego will that only knows how to use the powers of this material and intellectual world. There is no possibility of escape. It is the energy that arises out of the present moment, the inescapable now that the daring individual has to use in the struggle. The second stage symbol suggests that salvation is attained Through the emergent individual's readiness to face all issues as if there were only two opposed sides. So teaches the Bhagavad Gita. This is the Dharma of this stage of human evolution, a stage of polarization of values. Swords and tortures. They're the sort two suits in the um, well, if we if we substitute ones for tortures this is swords and wands in the tarot this is the mental energy the mind what we think what we perceive and um the fire of the heart of passion and belief and faith and we have to integrate these on this eclipse these are going to the the big old light is going to be shone on this inner in battle that we're having. And I think the as, astrology reflected that as well. So, so finally, we have the Chandra symbol. And then don't forget, I'll be doing an all signs video. I'll probably upload this, this first and the all signs in a couple of days um, because I'm I'm tired and I've recorded this. This is the third time. Taurus 17 Chandra Symbol, a pomegranate broken open, the spilling out of blood and guts, arriving at the critical point where it all comes out. Huge relief and release, Um, something held forever with great tension and pressure, yet destiny brings such a reckoning of all the places at once that you will postpone it as long as you can. The freeing up of karmas, where all else is lost. The glory and defeat. The great turnaround is always in you and waiting for it is the hardest thing you will ever do. It has to be so right to bursting the moment that counts. Timing is the great art. Everyone freed as you are freed. Nothing held back any longer ever again. Oh, If you think of a full moon as a fulfillment, it's ripe. Blood red moon is really full, really ripe. This is a very fecund, fertile blood red moon, ripe to bursting. The pomegranate is a symbol of fertility, um, also of loss of innocence and the divine feminine, though. It is really about coming to fruition and fulfillment fulfillment of the rise of the divine feminine and at some level within all of us and knowing that we have to be more loving more nurturing to each to ourselves to each other and it's this blood red moon feels like such a turnaround and such a fulfillment and such a um, major it'll be one of those events in my opinion where we look back and go that's where things started to really change so buckle up it's big it's huge it's radical um our perspectives are going to be changed the news cycle is going to be off the charts i will be blocking off my day on my calendar so i can watch everything about the election (laughs) in the united states as i am a political beast but um But especially with this astrology, I can't wait. And then think of the night of discs and think that um, if we're grateful for what we have and create a more sustainable future, abundance is possible for everybody. So much love. I will see you next time.